The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The world we live in has become a crazy place. Poverty is at an all-time high in the wealthiest nation on earth. We keep calling on government to save us with new programs, and we now have more people using food stamps than any time in our history. Keep seeking the answer to poverty through government, and the problem will continue to get worse. The answer to poverty is in our homes, churches, and communities, not in Washington or any state's capital. The long-term success of our country will come through our children if we teach them perseverance, humility, honor, character, hope, and love. And love will lead to action. This is The Mickey Ellison Show. How we raise our children today will be our legacy for good or evil. Let's change the world. Now, here is Mickey Ellison. Welcome to The Mickey Ellison Show. My name is Mickey Ellison, and I'm glad you joined us today. I'm excited about our guests, and and part of the reason I'm excited about them is because one of our guests, Rob Miller, who is with Proactive Coaching, it was introduced to me by our guest from last week's show, John O'Sullivan from Changing the Game Project. And if you've been listening to the show, or if this is your first time listening to, to this show, one of the things that, that I am trying to do is, is to point out folks that are making a difference in, in the lives of people throughout the, throughout the country and in the neighborhoods that they're in, whether... Whatever it might be, people that are literally changing the world because they're impacting the people that they're they're closest to, and, and those people are impacting more people. And the idea of of uh, complete fitness, which we've talked about on the show, was basically a, was, the catalyst to that was John O'Sullivan, who was on the show last week. Um, one of the reasons I'm having Rob on the show, and also Lori Thomas, who is the newest member of uh, Proactive Coaching, who is going to uh, talk a little bit with us today. The reason I'm having them on is because they are having an event this week in Newton, Kansas. For those that are listening to to the show that are in the local area of Wichita or anywhere in Kansas, um, you'll want to get to this event. It's November 15th. It's at the uh, Kansas Sports Museum in Newton, Can- Newton, Kansas. You'll get to hear John O'Sullivan, who's been on the show at least four times. Rob's been on the show three or four times. And you've also got to hear Bruce Brown, who is the sensei. Rob, is that a good way of calling him? Great word uh, for a proactive coaching. But hey, Rob, it's been a while. Welcome back to the show. Always good to be back with you, Mickey. Glad to be here. Yeah, and, and I do a terrible job of introducing you. So I, I know that you you live up there, or used to live up and played ball up in the frozen tundra of, of Michigan. And uh, but we do have a lot in common. We love sports. We love kids, and uh, and the impact that sports can have on, on on society is tremendous. If we'll actually take the time to look at those opportunities versus trying to teach people how to, to shoot a proper technique and just just shoot the proper technician technique on a jump shot or hit a fastball throw a curveball whatever it might be but uh, tell me a little bit about what you've been up to 
Well, it's been fun. It's been a wild couple months here. It's been our busy time on the road, so I've been on the road crazy. And uh, it was kind of fun this last week because I had the chance to kind of hit the whole spectrum of, of different areas of athletes. I spoke to some college athletes. I spoke to some uh, uh, elite soccer club out in San Diego. I spoke at a high school. And then I got to speak to one of the favorite was a 10-year-old girls basketball team in the Kansas City area. So, you know, when you go through that, you find out that, that – Culture is so important to develop the culture, and it doesn't matter what level you're at. And, and we got to get through some of the issues. You know, we get bombarded with all the negative messages a lot of times when we listen to TV and radio and sports talk radio. And, and you got to look through that and get the good messages. And I think you, there's a lot of good messages happening out there. I think we just went through the the message with Lauren Hill. I think it is for the girl from Mount St. Joseph that just played. Uh-huh. But also there's the good messages that are happening every day in our gyms and on our playing fields and in our courses and our pools where we got people mentoring young people and making them better teammates for life. And, and if we get a chance at Proactive to do a little bit of that, we're excited. Yeah, and, and as, a, as a youth coach, that's all I've ever coached. I, I did get a chance to play, play at, a, at a higher level. But as a youth coach, you, you don't realize, I don't, I don't think, I think most of us became, become coaches. Uh, Rob, I don't know if this speaks for you, but most of us became coaches at that level because our kids got old enough to start playing. Um, I've coached uh, junior soccer, which is a that, that's a cluster for me to do that anyway because I know nothing about soccer. Um, although I can handle five and six year olds because the main thing is that you know we we had uh, we had two rules when I coached them. The first rule was to listen to the coach, and the second one was to have fun, and that was the most important rule that we had in that age group. And we carried that on to basketball, which I know a little bit more about, and ultimately baseball, which is my love. But we we don't often see the opportunity that we have as youth coaches because you know we 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 don't we don't understand the impact that we could have on them later in life. And one of the things that you have done and Bruce has done through and then John O'Sullivan as well, is that they've brought things to me that made me realize, stop, pull back, and, and, and look at the, the coaches that impacted me. Terry Smith, who was my Little League baseball coach outside of my dad, for up until I played high school. I played for the guy from the time I was five until I was 13. And he actually may have had more impact, other than my dad and my grandfather, than anybody else. Because the one thing he taught me, Rob, was to love the game. And the love of the game is what pushed me to – and the blessings of God to give me the ability to hit a ball pretty good. The love of the game was the first thing I had to have to want to go beyond where I was at because without the love of the game, it didn't matter how much ability I had. No doubt. You know, and we talk about it all the time, you know, the difference between little kids and the difference between kids that are in high school. And, and little kids are out there to have fun, but have fun is being silly. Older kids are out there to have fun, but have fun is being good. And then you get the junior high kids, which are crossbreed of both. And if you're coaching those, you got a little bit of everything out there when you're <laughs> coaching them. You know, and that's what makes junior high coaches special because they can handle both of that. But when you look at that, that fun has to be extend, extended out what, no matter what age they're in. You know, we call it the joy stage. And you got to take that joy stage and put it all the way through the fundamental stage. you got to put it through the competitive stage. you got to put it through the mastery stage. And when you look at where we've been at lately in sport, what we've done is taken everything and changed 
jammed it way down. You know, it used to be the joy stage lasted through about age six, seven, eight, and then the fundamental stage went from eight to about 14, and then the competitive stage started about 12, 13, and went through 18. And now you're talking competitive teams at four or five years old. And if you don't take that joy strand and stretch it up through all those, kids can start out with a passion for the game, but they're going to lose it pretty quick. And we got to make sure, you know, I've said this, we've, we've inverted U sports so much, you realize Michael Jordan never would have got himself weeded through today's sports culture and played in the NBA, the best basketball player ever, because we would have weeded him out in about sixth grade because he didn't even make a team until he was a sophomore. We've got to be very careful on how we do that and create people who continue to love the game all the way through. Yeah, and I think there's probably amazing stories. That, I, I, we've all heard that story of how Michael Jordan was cut uh, in, in, from his high school basketball team, but we, we don't hear what you just said, that had, had his youth coaches had pushed him away from the game at whatever age it might have been, we would never know the story of Michael Jordan getting cut, and we definitely wouldn't know what Michael Jordan became. That's right, because he, you know, he's, he remember he he had a love for baseball as well. If you remember that, because he went and even played a little bit, you know, in the minor leagues. But saying that, you know, that's where somebody might have funneled him. And you know, we had the experience here in Kansas City, of course, the World Series this last year, this last month. And Lorenzo Kane, the center fielder for the for the Royals, never touched a baseball till he was a sophomore in high school. Well, not touched, I shouldn't say. Never played organized with it until he was a sophomore in high school coming out of the inner city. And so when you look at that, those are the kind of things we've got to remember. We've got to, one, establish a love of the game and then allow them to keep it until we really figure out where they are athletically. And Because we all know some kids that are the biggest, strongest, fastest in fifth and sixth grade, they're done maturing, and other kids aren't going to mature until they're juniors and seniors in high school. Yeah, I can remember playing basketball and baseball against a kid that, man, he had facial hair when we were like 11 or 12 <laughs> and, and just just dwarfed us. And Keith was a great turn. He's a great guy. But the thing that happened is we all eventually caught him and surpassed him in in, in what we were able to do. But, but yeah, I, I think that's what happens a lot at the, at the youth level is the, the kid that gets all the attention is that kid that had the facial hair at 11 or 12. And the, really the only reason he's so much better than the other kids is because he's matured before they have. That's right. That's right. And then if they have the love of the game and they continue to practice their skills, practice what's important, you know, and, and you and I've talked about this too, Mickey, before is we're playing so many games, we're forgetting to practice. And we've got to flip that equation around and practice more. So not only figure out when kids are maturing, but make sure they're sound fundamentally. And just because they're playing games doesn't mean they're going to be sound fundamentally. They've got to practice those fundamentals and practice those fundamentals and then have those two things go hand in hand where their passion is, let them work on their game, and then you can find out exactly where they can go with their potential. Yeah, and I think inherently that was something that, that I knew even before meeting you guys. I mean, heck, I, I was so out of the loop that I didn't realize there was 100,000 people following proactive coaching because, heck, I didn't even know proactive coaching in, in, existed. But I noticed when, when my oldest boy, we, we were playing both league ball and tournament ball, which meant that the kids, there was no time for practice. And one decision that I made a couple of years ago, and I'm so glad that we did, was we, we brought the parents in and said, we got to make a decision. We're either going to do one or we're going to do the other, but we're not doing both because what I'm seeing is things that we need to work on. But yet, you know, when you're dealing with 11 and 12-year-old kids, 
they can't drive themselves to practice. So you got to ju- help parents juggle all this stuff together. And we made a decision then that, that we were going to play tournament baseball. We were going to keep it local. We weren't going to make it extremely expensive. For, so the kids had to travel to Kansas City and they had to go to Iowa and Oklahoma and all these different places to play. We just wanted to look for a place to play. I could analyze what happened on the weekend, and during the week we could work on those things. And and I think that's really key. And, you know, we talk about it all the time. And I'll be very interested when Lori gets involved in here because she she has an experience at a high level of competition where she was a dual-sport athlete at the highest levels. And and, and so I'm interested in her point on that because when we look at it, um, you know, I I always say we've got to be careful of overcommitment of our kids. But not only overcommitment because of tiredness, fatigue, and all that, but you know what overcommitment leads to? Undercommitment. Because now they're doing two and three things, and i got to be late for this practice. I can't make that game. I can't make that game. And there's that fine line between being overcommitted and undercommitted, and you're not doing, the, you're not doing your child a service, but also you're not doing any of those teams a service as well to make them better because, the, because of that lack of commitment that's going on at the same time. Exactly, and and we're gonna. I'm gonna now let you do an introduction of, of Lori because I know that I appreciate you taking the time. I know there's some stuff that you've got to go do. You're just getting into town, and, and actually you pulled off to the side of the road after just landing in Kansas City from from a trip. But um, I want you to introduce, if you don't mind, introduce Lori. Before you do that, I want to remind everyone that's listening to this show that if you're in the Wichita area, anywhere actually anywhere in south south central Kansas, if you have an if you have a, chance to go Saturday to the uh, Youth Sports Symposium. You'll get to see hear Rob speak. You'll get to hear John O'Sullivan speak. you also get to hear some other folks. Ryan, I can't say his, Kraskowski from Community for Coaches. They're going to be putting on a symposium uh, Saturday at the Kansas Sports Museum in Newton, Kansas. But uh, don't miss it. You can ask me for more information on that, and I'll get it to you. Rob, introduce Lori before you take off. You got it. Well, first of all, I hope to see anybody out to Newton and come on up and introduce yourself, especially if you've heard it on this show. We are excited at Proactive, and Bruce and I as partners in Proactive, and Dana Brown are really excited to bring Lori on, somebody I've known now for about 15 years. Hard to say that, huh, Lori? We've known each other for 15 years or better yes. now. Yes. <laughs> but we we worked together at the NAIA for a lot of years. Uh, but her background is so strong in athletics. As a coach, as an athlete, as a mom now who's coaching, she has it all, man. And we are so excited. And as we posted on Facebook, we've just been waiting eight years for this to happen because when she was able to pull the trigger, we put, we were on the other end already going, let's go, because uh, she's going to bring so much, one, knowledge and wealth to us, but she's also going to bring a perspective to proactive that I think is going to be phenomenal. And that is one I've already talked about having that be kind of an elite athlete and having that experience. But the other thing is Lori's going to be able to bring a, a whole different perspective of being a female athlete, being coached by male coaches, or how do you coach the female athlete and all those things that go on. And so we're excited to have her. And I know you're going to enjoy interviewing her, but mostly for those people out there for the next number of years, you're going to enjoy listen to her so mickey thanks for having me on and Lori, we sure are glad you're part of our team thanks Alrighty, rob hey, hey. thanks for the intro all right thanks rob thanks for coming on thanks for taking the time and your busy schedule to come on when we get back from this break Lori thomas see you then streaming live the leader in internet talk radio VoiceAmerica.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America Network proudly presents the Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to the Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned to the mickey ellison show to connect with the show today please call 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or you can drop mickey an email to mickey at mickeyellison.com like our show on facebook now back to the show welcome back to the mickey ellison show i am mickey ellison and Rob Miller was just with us. Rob is with Proactive Coaching. And for those of you in the south central uh, Kansas area, heck, if you're even in Kansas City or you're, you're, you're in Salina or wherever you might be, if you're coaching youth sports and you, you have a moment to come down to, uh, to Newton this weekend, I suggest you do it. I have learned so much from, from Rob Miller and Proactive Coaching, from Bruce Brown, from John O'Sullivan, and I can't wait to meet Ryan Kraskowski, who is helping put this on. It's a great event. It goes to benefit the YMCA. And, and Newton, and you will learn a ton about coaching. And in fact, I think you will only have your appetite wet by coming to that, and you will seek more. Um, but today with us, after since Rob has gone, we have Lori Thomas. Lori Thomas is uh, the newest member. Is that the way of putting it, Lori? The newest member sure. of Pro, Proactive Coaching. Yes. And yes. I'm looking at your bio, and I, I'm just amazed. On July 1st, for those for you guys listening of this year, Lori is she became the commissioner for the Heart of America Athletic Conference. She is the first female conference commissioner commissioner in the history of the NAIA. Lori has good heavens, Lori. What else? Have, what have you not done? Um, <laughs> you play you you played volleyball at, at Johnson County, um, where volleyball and basketball, and you're an All American. And is that correct? And yes, in volleyball. That's and from there, you went on to Idaho State University, where you played both basketball mm-hmm. and, and volleyball. And Correct. you've played you've played professionally in Belgium. You've played professionally in Kansas City, and currently you're yeah. in Kansas. You live in Kansas City. So where do we go from there? From here, what 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 is it that you're hoping to to accomplish um, going to work with with proactive coaching? Well, you know what's interesting is through my career. And, you know, I've had some phenomenal opportunities. Um, really, you know, and I know Rob had mentioned being a dual sport athlete. Would love to talk a little bit about that because we're kind of moving away from that for kids today. Um, but 
what's unique is, you know, athletics, the world of athletics has always been a passion for me. And so once I was finished with my athletic career, I knew, you know, that I wanted to be on sort of that business side. Because as we know, you're only an athlete for a certain amount of time and then sort of life plays out. Um, and so we have to be prepared. We have to, to know, you know, I've gained so many great characteristics and, and things that help me, you know, as a mother and as an employee, et cetera. And so, you know, this proactive coaching opportunity, you know, I've been talking to Bruce Brown, Bruce Brown for many years. Um, he came in, how I met him, he came in the NAIA in 2000 and developed the NAI Champions of Character program. And after he left, he uh, started, you know, on his own with proactive coaching. And so for many years, I knew that, uh, gosh, if I ever had the opportunity to go out across the country and, and share a passion and share the story of maybe motivating or inspiring, you know, parents or student athletes or coaches about really kind of doing the right thing. Um, so I couldn't do that as a full-time uh, NAI staff member. I was there for 16 years, and I knew that in my career path, I always wanted to be a conference commissioner. That made sense to me. And so I had this amazing opportunity to stay in Kansas City with one of the best conferences in the NAIA Heart of America Athletic Conference. And so now, you know, being on the job for, I'm in my fifth month, I knew, and I'm actually going out speaking right now. And so to be able to be under an amazing platform of proactive coaching and do that is a dream come true. So it's well, phenomenal. And, and the lessons that, that we learn playing playing sports, and not all of us, most, most kids that that are listening to the show or have parents that are listening to the show, most of them aren't going to necessarily get to play at, 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 a, at the professional level or the college level, but there are lessons that come from that. And frankly, I, as, as I start telling my story, I'm actually in the middle of writing my story right now. I don't know who wants to listen to it, but I, it, it's <laughs> the, the challenges that, that we go through and some things that are some deep, dark secrets that I have never told anyone, and which is really hard to do because I don't like going back and reliving those things. But right. I tell you, my experience, my, my last 20 years of, of, of my life have been some of the toughest years that I've ever had. But yet, that that experience, that drive, that that uh, um, perseverance that I learned through sports is what has pushed me on, plus a strong relationship with God, which is the most important of all of that. But right. these are things that can take us and actually cause us to be successful later in life and you mentioned something a minute ago that you wanted to talk about and I, I i love hitting on this subject and this is the the era of specialization where right. where kids are told not you know you need to specialize in the sport that you're best at or whatever it might be and you need to do that in early age and recently i had coach tim corbin on from vanderbilt which was fun because that's where i played but also um to talk to him about the same same deal and when we were talking about uh, multi-sport athletes. He specifically said that he looks for kids that are multi-sport athletes. Now, if oh. you've got the national championship baseball coach telling parents and telling the folks that are willing to listen that that's what he's looking for, why are so many people pushing kids towards specialization? Well, you know, there is, we're headed in the wrong direction for sure. Um, and before I get into it, you know, I just spoke to a volleyball club uh, out of Lawrence, Kansas last night to all the parents and the players. 
and she's actually taken a different approach in her mission. The club season only lasts five months because she wants to encourage that they go and they play basketball in the winter and they go play basketball or softball in the spring or summer. So she's more kind of taken the approach that you're not seeing today. But the parents are appreciating that because we got to reteach them what's happening because when I go out and speak, a lot of parents will come up to me and they said, you know, this is my first time, my son's six years old, we haven't been through this, and I didn't know how to be. Well, if the only thing that they know is that everybody else is putting little Johnny in, you know, to an elite baseball team or an elite soccer team at the age of five or six, that's all that they know. Uh-huh. So what happens is, you know, there was even a big article that just came out a week ago um, about a physician that has worked for years in the athletic world, and he's saying he's starting to see injuries that really shouldn't be happening until they're older or until they get, you know, they're a professional athlete. He's seeing those injuries at a youth, in a youth age. Yeah, so and we've got the, problems around that. Yeah, I, I, we got on the subject probably three or four months ago uh, with, with baseball players. So that's my game. That's what I understand the, the best. But sure. I did play basketball and the other sports. And early in the the Major League season this year, there was an article written, and I don't remember what it was written in, but it was talking about the number of young pitchers that are having to undergo Tommy John surgery and and what was the cause of that. And and believe it or not, I sent off an email, and Tommy John was kind enough to actually come on the show and talk about it. And Lori almost freaked out. I sent the guy an email (laughs) and he responded and told me to call him back. I, I, you know, this as a, as a huge baseball fan, the fact just to get to speak to Tommy John was fun. But when you bring somebody on like that, who the surgery is named after and, and he, you know, it, it is one of his missions to bring education to folks about this because as parents, we want to do what's right for our kids. And most of these That's parents right. that do push their kids towards specialization, just as you said a minute, it's their first time through. They don't know any better. I was fortunate enough at, to have played a, at the college level. And when my kids were, my oldest kid was starting to, he, he's a pretty good baseball player. Uh, it's probably the sport right now that he's best at. And I would see these different academies that were pushing towards specialization. Right. Even as a former college athlete, I questioned whether right. I was doing what was right for my kid or not having him play, letting him play basketball and letting him play flag football and all these other different sports. And yeah, I should have I, known better because I played them all when I was a kid and, and they still right. let me play college baseball. You know what? But here's what's so unique about it. My experience of being able to, if you think about it and you experience this yourself, how much of a great benefit it is to go from one team and one coach, and then you, you take off the volleyball uniform, and I go put on a basketball uniform, and now I've got another coach that's a totally different style and a totally different team, that you have to learn you know, all of the different leadership and all of those amazing characteristics, and then you take off a basketball uniform, and you put your baseball or your softball uniform on. Then you've got another team, and you're, you're using different muscles you know, throughout the year. Your physical, everything that you do is very different throughout the year. So it's not just, okay, I've got to put my kid on an elite team because they've got to compete and they've got to be better than the next kid. But it is more about look at the big picture. And what I took away from all of that, I played at, you know, uh, three sports in high school. I swam on the swim team in the summer. 
went to college, played two sports, went to, you know, at a junior college, went to an NCAA Division One, played two sports, went to play professional, and I actually had the option to play professional basketball or volleyball, but I did have to choose at that time at 21 years old. And what that, all the different coaches, all the different teammates, all of the different strategies and how we were taught was a wealth of knowledge for me. And so what we're doing is, is we're just narrowing down. It's one coach, one team, stay with them forever and ever. It's more than just physical. It's the whole mental side. It's that, that just that met, mental piece of, you know, how do we grow as human beings and become a leader later in life? You know, and that's, there's, it's the whole picture of, you know, these kids having to choose early. It's, you know, as I said, it's just heading in the wrong direction, and I want to try to get back to kind of the purity of sport, of why we had it. It was activity, it was to have fun, and it was to hang out with your friends and compete. Yeah, you know, that's and the I purity think, of I it. Think one, I think one of the things that, that I can speak from, from my personal experience was I, I run into folks that will, are, are guys that, that I know here in Wichita I didn't grow up with, but they'll tell me how – they played baseball, but yet they quit when they were a junior or senior because they hated to coach. And, Lori, yeah. that was foreign to me. That didn't make any sense whatsoever to me. But what I, when I reflect back on it, I grew to love the game, and it didn't matter who was coaching me. I would play, I, As long as they let me put on a uniform and go out on the field, they could call me whatever they wanted to, but I had to learn to love the game first. Right. Before I would put up with that. Hey, we're coming up on a break right now. I want to remind everyone in, in the uh, the Wichita, southeastern Kansas, or south central Kansas area. Heck, if you're anywhere in Kansas or northern Oklahoma, get to the Youth Sports Symposium at at, uh, at at the Kansas Sports Museum in Newton, Kansas this weekend. You will not regret it if you're involved in youth sports, and I'm betting it will only whet your appetite to find out more. Um, you can give me a call. You can actually go to KansasYouthSports.org. You can sign up for the event. It's only 40 bucks, and you're going to waste 40 bucks eating dinner sometime on Saturday anyway. So do something that, that will help you and help your kids. We'll be back from this break with Lori Thomas in a minute. Thanks. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com For 27 years, KidStar has empowered thousands of kids across the country. And now we have the opportunity to empower children around the world. KidStar is announcing a new radio show called Voyage Earth. Voyage Earth will empower kids from across the world. KidStar has created a Kickstarter campaign just for this new undertaking. By pledging to Kickstarter... You pledge for a future of empowered people to come. My name is Raina, and I'm a producer on Voice America Kids. I want to thank you for being a backer of our Kickstarter, Voyager. Kickstar, we empower kids. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned to The Mickey Ellison Show. 
To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can drop Mickey an email to mickey at mickeyellison.com. Like our show on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Mickey Ellison Show. With me today is Lori Thomas. Lori Thomas is uh, the newest member of Proactive Coaching. In this, in past shows, we've had on Bruce Brown, we've had Rob Miller. If you want to hear them speak, every one of those shows is listed at MickeyEllison.com where you can go back and, and hear and learn more about these folks. And you can learn about John O'Sullivan, who literally changed the direction of this show um, back, I believe it was April of, uh, of this year. It actually gave it direction, and he is the catalyst to what we're creating right now, which is called Complete Fitness. But uh, today we have with us Lori Thomas. Lori Thomas is uh, um, the first female uh, commissioner of, in the history of the NAIA. She's a, the commissioner of the Heart of America Athletic Association. She's played two sports in college. She played professionally, played volleyball. Um, we could go on and on and on. You know, I find it kind of interesting, Lori, here to look at. You actually got to play in, uh, where did you play, Belgium? Yeah. And, and you got to play in Kansas City. And, and that had to be fun. That had to be. You know what? Yeah. You know, just like you said, and a lot of what I hear from you is the passion and the love of the game. When you have the love of the game, you know, that just to be able to go and compete and, you know, go and travel, you know, across a different country and play with some elite players, you know, and, and getting to know and build those relationships and and carry those on for the rest of your life. You know, it, that's what it's about. Um, so to be able to carry that on for the love of the game is really kind of where your passion comes from. So it was a phenomenal experience. I met some amazing people that are in my life today and, you know, have helped me pave the way, you know, to where I am and where I'm headed. And, and yeah, that, those, those experiences, you, you know, I don't know that you, you really appreciate them the way that you should. I mean, heck, I know I didn't. Uh, I, sure. I, there, I, I whined and complained about uh, a lot of stuff when I was there. But, man, when I look back on those four years of college baseball, the only thing I wish I could do is go back and play knowing what I know now. And, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Coaching, coaching these kids. I tell you what. When we when we go into those weekends, I don't know who's more excited to play those weekends. That is it me or is it the kids? And um, yeah, I, I still get that passion when we go out there to do it. But you know what? I think it may be more fun as a coach because when I see one of those kids do something they didn't think they could do, yes, and, and you, see, you're hitting the nail on the head. I saw kids. We we started a, a program. Uh, we, basically, my oldest boy wound up on, on a team because we didn't know you were supposed to sign up for the Elite Baseball League here in Can- in Wichita in December, where I grew up in South Carolina. You did it in March. And right. we wound up on this team that has been one of the greatest blessings of my life in coaching sports. We started off, got to be, I've become great friends with Aaron Keeley, who is, who is a coach on the team. A few years into it, we decided we were the bandits to start with because somebody gave us free uniforms and they said bandits. And we graduated the kids on to, uh, uh, to, to a higher level, but we also changed the, the purpose of what we were doing. We went from the bandits, we changed it to the kings, and this was us going, we just want them to get more out of it. And kings actually stands for kids in God's service because we wanted them to get the lessons from, from baseball and understand that, that uh, sports is more than just learning how to catch a ground ball or hit a, hit a baseball. And what we've right. done over that period of time 
is we we've never cut a kid. And at this right. level, we never will cut a kid. High schools can do that because they have to. Um, American Legion, whatever it might be, they they do have to get it down to to the better players at, at that point in time because there's more of an emphasis on winning. But what we saw was a group of kids that went from, Lord, they were terrible when we started playing. <laughs> there's no other way of putting it. To this year, when we went to uh, to the state tournament up there in your neck of the woods in Kansas City, we literally went into the state tournament with the mindset that we could win the tournament, and they were good enough to do it. And yeah, that's awesome. What, you know what? Put- when I hear that, you're saying, you know, physically and from a skill perspective, you're saying, oh, my gosh. You know, they weren't, you know, good, or there was no way that you could see this kind of in their future. And I heard you earlier say that you have two simple rules about listen to the coach and have fun. You know, that's what it's about. You're telling them that you can strive and you can make improvements, and that's what I do. So I, I coach two volleyball teams in the fall. I'm coaching two basketball teams this winter, you know, age, you know, fifth grade and third grade. And my two rules, which are similar to yours, but the first one is be a good teammate. And the second one is have fun. And when I say be a good teammate, that can open up all sorts of doors. But what is so crucial is that those kids were having fun and they began to believe in themselves. They began to have confidence. And you know how it is as a coach. They make, they, you know, hit one ball. They make their first basket of their entire career. Uh-huh. If you're not motivated by that from it being a youth coach, you know, then I would say get out, you know, just because you got to have that passion in order to be able to emulate that and to share that with those kids. And they want to love it, and they, want, and they can find success. It doesn't matter. I, I, I believe if there's a good youth coach that has great passion and teaches them skills, both, you know, on the field and off the field, you can find success. Yeah, one of the lessons that, that we t- did teach the, the kids, and, and actually the, this King's process that we have, we have undergone over the last five years has been, I actually think it's taught me more than it has the kids. And, you know, we threw sure. that service part of, um, at, at the end, and this, this was probably two years ago, maybe, yeah, I think it was two years ago. I, one of the things that I would try to do, not every practice, but we would do some type of lesson, and we would try to bring some type of uh, um, scriptural meaning to what it might be because we are a Christian base, baseball team. And uh-huh. I started to teach a lesson one day, and you want to talk about – I don't know that they got near as much out of this lesson as I did, and it was using that last word in Kings, which was service. And mm-hmm. and how how everything around them, everybody, all you got to do is turn on Disney. You can turn on any of what is it, Dancing with the Stars, and and all these <laughs> crazy reality shows that are on the day. And everything around the that you look at is talking about me, me, me. It's talking mm-hmm. about how I can become famous, how I can become rich. And then there's a simple rule from Scripture, and actually it's the basis of of, of uh, complete fitness. And it says. Do nothing out of selfish ambition. Rather, look to build and, and, and look to benefit others. Put others above yourself. And mm-hmm. when, I, when I did that, I said, look around you. Look at the people who are truly, truly successful and have long-term careers, whether it be a product, whether it be mm-hmm. um, whatever it might be. What they have learned to do is to serve others. Now, they I don't know right. what their motivation behind it is. And for that matter, it doesn't matter. But what they have done, whether it's in a restaurant, whether it's a video game, 
or whether it is Mother Teresa, they've lived successful lives because they did one thing. They served others. You know, that's interesting because I feel that what I'm doing is, you know, the servant leadership, you know, and, and that's one of the core values in the NAIA, you know, and so I'm exactly right with you that, you know, what I'm doing is I'm being a servant leader. And so you take, you know, what I believe that are gifts for us and share those gifts. And if you can, all you ever want is you, you know, I always think of coaching and youth coaching. People don't do this, you know, for a big paycheck. You know, people, these are parents. You know, these are people who are volunteering their time because nobody else wants to do it. Um, and then it's kind of tough because the environment of negativity is around, which is getting, you know, has gotten worse in the media. But the biggest paycheck, and I, I can, I stand by this, the biggest paycheck is when someone is inspired by you as a coach, when they want you involved in their life after coach, after they finish their careers, when you get an invitation to their wedding, when you get an announcement, you know, of, of a, a baby coming, you know, with their spouse. That's when you know you have done your job is because you've inspired someone else. It it is the most rewarding thing that that I have done. And, you know, I didn't actually I didn't start coaching baseball because I I felt like I was the only one that had to. I actually part of it was arrogance going. I'm not letting (laughs) anybody else. I'm scared to let somebody else coach my kid in baseball until I know whether they can coach the game or not. But, you know, that's funny that you that's funny because that's kind of where I started is I said I'm I'm a little bit obsessive compulsive and I felt like I needed to give the basic foundation and the fundamentals <laughs> so that you know they don't learn, they don't or they you know the habits that they develop but there are what's sad is is that people are getting out of coaching because of you know crazy parents because oh, yeah. of, you know officials because of you know the game itself and how much pressure there is so there, it's not very often that you're finding these youth coaches that are just complete, you know, doing it because of inspiration only. That's difficult to find these days. Yeah, and when we changed when we changed the direction and changed the name to Kings, it was amazing what putting that cross on the front of our jer- or the back of our jerseys did to the environment. And it gave me the opportunity. One, it made me live that way. I, when I'm coaching, I have to remember there's a cross on the back of my shirt, and this represents yes. a lot more than than Kings baseball. And on top yes. of that, all I had to do at times when because we all get emotional during the games, and parents like sure. to coach from, and I would just. All I had to do at times was just point to that cross, and the parent would pull back. And, yeah, would, and, it, it and we have so the true. greatest group of parents now because they do get it. They get what we're what we're doing, and and um, you know I. I, I'm actually starting to get sad because my my oldest boy is 13, and, and the days of us doing this as that group is is sure. uh, is about about to end. Although I get to start all over with an eight year old. Um, knowing oh, what I go. knowing what I <laughs> learned, you're not there. getting out anytime soon. No, and I don't even know that I can when he's done. I, I mean, it's just sure. so much fun. But uh, we'll see. Well, that and you, you bring up a good point too. You know, you as a coach and a parent, I'm going through it myself. I've got an 11 year old and a nine year old, two girls, and so I'm tested every day. You know, but it's good that I get to walk through this. Because then I can share that story and I can share the experience, which is typically a match, you know, with parents that I talk to. So I am, I'm tested every day. You know, if somebody's not working hard, how am I going to react to that? 
Um, if somebody gives me a, a dirty look, how am I, what are the expectations that I'm going to give to them? You know, every day when you're a coach, you know, you have to be thinking about character develop, not only just how to shoot a basket or how to hit a baseball. So, you know, as a parent of two young girls, I'm living it. And so I get to share what those, you know, what those hard parts are, what those hard moments are, um, you know, as a parent when you're trying to teach them good qualities, you know, by also, but also having fun by playing a sport they love. Like you said, develop the love of the game. That's all I ever tell my parents is I say I just want them to love the game of basketball. I just want them to love the game of volleyball. That's it. Because the problem is, by the age of 13, we've heard the statistics, is 75% of kids are quitting, you know, due to a bad experience. And, and that's something and so, that we have, we have to, to, to fight against and, and educate people on. We're coming up on a break. Lori Thomas is with us. Also a reminder that this weekend, Saturday, at the uh, Kansas Sports Hall of Fame, our Kansas Museum in Newton, Kansas, Rob Miller, uh, John O'Sullivan, and uh, uh, Ryan Krasikowski, is gonna, they're going to be there to speak. If you're coaching youth sports or if you have a kid involved in youth sports, if you have a kid that's in youth sports, take the kid because there are going to be uh, sessions for them as well. We'll be back with Lori Thomas uh, in, the, in the last segment of the Vicki Ellis Show here in a minute. See you then. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private, personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for You with Arvind Vora, weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Do the adventures of Indiana Jones leave you curious about this exotic and unusual profession? If so, don't miss Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology with Dr. Joseph Schuldenrein. You'll learn about forensics, ancient civilizations, and human origins. Listen to Dr. Schuldenrein and colleagues discuss their excavations and related archaeological topics, ranging from the unique to the sublime, and yes, even the mundane. Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology, live Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned to The Mickey Ellison Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can drop Mickey an email to Mickey at MickeyEllison.com. Like our show on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the final segment of the Mickey Ellison Show. And where does time go when you're having fun? Lori Thomas is with me. Before we go to that, one quick reminder. 
Saturday in Newton, Kansas at the uh, Kansas Sports Museum. Uh, you'll get an opportunity to hear Rob Miller from Proactive Coaching, and you'll also get a chance to hear John O'Sullivan and meet these guys from, from Changing the Game Project. And if you're involved in kids' sports, in, or if your kid is involved in sports, bring them. There's, there's going to be sessions for the, for the athletes as well. But it's a great opportunity to whet your appetite on what these guys are doing. And I promise you, if you really are into, into sports and you want to do the right thing as a coach, as a parent, or as a player, you will want to seek more information. And they are so humble and, and, and offering that information. And, and, and John O'Sullivan, who was on the show, has been on the show, I think, five times, changed the direction of the show and actually may have changed the direction of my life coming on this show. He, he, the, those pe- he, he came on the show with me respond, finding him on Twitter. And a week later, he came on the show. These are some of the most humble people, but yet some of the greatest information you will ever learn. Lori Thomas is with us today. Lori is the uh, first ever um, commissioner of a, of a com- female commissioner of a conference in NAIA history. She's a commissioner of the Heart of America Athletic Conference. But I'm more excited about what you're doing with proactive coaching. Um, I know you may not, may or may not be, but what you guys do and the information that comes out is I, I can't even explain how is it, it is so to the point. And it's actually affected the way that I coach the game. And, and in fact, it, it caused me to do a lot of things different this year with our team. And I saw so – it was so much more rewarding to see the kids actually relax and love to play the game. And one of the things, Lori, that Bruce talks about is trust. And I found with one of the kids that is the best athlete I've ever coached, bar none. This kid is going to be able to play anything, but he had an issue with trust. By the end of the mm-hmm. year – I could say anything to him, and he knew it was because I loved him, not because I was criticizing. And then I, I right. would never, and I believed in every every time I put him out there. I put him out there because I believed in him, and I was still going to believe in him whether he failed or succeeded yep. at, at that one time. Well, you know what? I think in I think we're losing that in really kind of society today. But the impact of trust, um, especially at the coaching level. You know, it, it's not just, okay, I'm going to believe what the coach says, but there's so many things you can do as a coach, um, you know, that Bruce talks about. He's got the impact of trust where he really talks about the top ten traits that demonstrate it. And, you know, it's just what you said. It, it's not just, okay, I'm going to have you believe, you know, what I say. But what's important is they got to believe, one, that you care, that you care more than just wins and losses, that you care about them. And if the parents know that, there's an automatic trust that they can release their child to you as a coach. But when yeah. you're a trusted coach, you can motivate. You know, you can, um, you understand sort of how to build a team and getting those players to buy into something bigger. Um, gosh, it, it, there's, I love trust because I think at the core of anything you do in life, if you're going to have people follow you, believe you, um, tr- they've got to trust you. And it's no yeah. different for young kids, you know, in coaching. Roger Finley, my high school baseball coach, is probably the coach that I trusted the most outside of my own dad. And yeah. I can remember he could – I mean, sometimes it wasn't the greatest of language, but I knew every time that he got on me, it wasn't because 
he was mad at me. He knew I was better than what he was getting, what he was seeing at that point in time. And no matter when he would do that, he knew exactly what button to push. And I would have run through a wall for him. And and at 43 years old, I'd still run through a wall for the man. And uh, I don't get a chance to tell him thank you enough. I mean, it's my own fault because all I do is pick up a phone. But uh, we do have people that, that impact our lives. I'm sure you do. Oh, my gosh. You know, I look back, and I've been asked that. I really, you know, who are those coaches that had a, a big impact? And the first one that I want to say is uh, she she was the volleyball coach at Johnson County Community College, uh, Susan Brown. And you know what? She had a different style than I was ever used to. You know, I came from a pretty um, intense athletic environment, both in my family with my dad and, you know, in high school. And so I was used to the yellers, you know, where it was just constant <laughs> yelling. You know, and that's all that I knew. And when I walked into their program, the first thing she said to me is, she goes, I just want you to know, she goes, I believe that you can play all the way around. I believe that you're going to be one of our best servers. She had me at hello, and I'd run through the wall for her. But Uh she truly cared about us as individuals, and that was a huge impact on me. Yeah, I had a, I had a basketball coach that was I only got a chance to play for him for one year, but he did the same thing to me. I, I was at best I was a defensive liability. I was a catcher in college. That tells you I wasn't exactly the fastest guy on the planet. So <laughs> I will never forget the specific game we'd gone out. I had shot a couple of air balls. Uh, it was terrible. I mean, it, and I if I if I was wasn't making a three pointer, I was pretty well useless on on the court, and I just shut it down. And I remember. He calls timeout, Coach Warner calls timeout in the middle of a situation that made absolutely no sense for him to call a timeout. And he's, the, we, you know, we all come in, we go, you know how it is, you sit, the five guys on the, or gals on the, on the court sit down and the coach, everybody huddles around you. Well, we started to sit down, he pulls me aside and he says, rest y'all sit down. He says, Mickey, he says, you are a defensive liability. So if you're not going to shoot, <laughs> you can sit over here beside me. He says, otherwise, he used some more colorful language in that. But you know, you, you know what I got out of that was, Mickey, I believe in you shooting, so go shoot. And I wound yeah. up going back out there, and I started firing it up somewhere along in the game. I wound up scoring 15 or 20 points, but at that point I had zero. But those are the coaches that impact us because, you know what, he, right. he didn't call timeout. He didn't say, hey, you stink. He says, I believe right. in you. Go shoot. I put you out there to shoot, so do it. Right, right. And that's all you, people don't get it that you actually could just, you could light up a little kid's life, you know, if you just show them and talk to them that you believe in them and that they can make errors, they can take risk. And that's the other thing that I'm so passionate about, that parents have to understand that this, the athletics world is a great platform to let your kid fall and get up because you can't do that in other parts of life. You can't send them off to the movies with whoever. You can't just hope that they do great in academics. But the athletic environment is the place that they can learn, fall, trip, take risks, and get back up and learn. And that's, you know, for coaches and parents, that is such that is a, a major component of really athletics is to be able to release them, let them fall, let them get back up, let them, you know, not let them trip. And, you know, right now we've got parents who want to go and fix everything before it happens. Mm -hmm. And athletics 
is at a phenomenal place to build that confidence, to build leadership, to build faith. You know, just like what you're saying is you had a coach that believed in you. That's what it's about. That's what yep. it's about. And believe it or not, Lori, we are running out of time. We have about 40 wow. seconds left in, in the show. And I please come back because there's so much more though that we can cover. And please do, uh, if you find it in your heart, to follow what we're about to do with Complete Fitness. I because will. Uh, Lori, thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, um, huge it, honor. All, thank you. It, it was a pleasure. Folks, we do make a difference. What happens in our lives does make a difference in others. And, and, and where we're going with complete fitness and where proactive coaching in, is going and com- changing the game and other folks that have been on the show, they are changing the lives of people. We are changing the lives of people. And if you continue to follow complete fitness, you will find out how $1 a day is going to change the lives of millions of people if you will just follow us and trust us. Uh, Lori Thomas, thank you so much for coming on the show. Next week's show, will uh, I don't thank know who's you. going to be on. It may just be me. Lori, you want to come back if I don't have a guest? Sure, I'll come back. Uh, all righty. <laughs> thanks for coming on, folks. Hope you enjoyed this week's show. We'll see you next week. And before we go, reminder, Newton, Kansas, Saturday. Uh, come up and see Rob Miller. Come up and see John O'Sullivan, and you can change the way that you coach the game of baseball, basketball, football, whatever it might coach, and it might just change the life of one of those kids that you're coaching. See you next week. Thanks so much for joining us on the Mickey Ellison Show. Mickey plans to be here again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We hope you'll be here, too. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff, and management.